Hello, Mr. Jim Brewer. This is Metal Mike from Canada. Loved you for years, man. Loved SNL. Half-baked, the whole nine yards. Just killer, man. Funny as hell. The loud and rowdy kicks ass hard, bud. And uh, still love it to this day. God bless your wife. Hope she's doing well. Bring, bring, bring back the metal in me, man. Metal. The metal! Yeah. So, I got a lot to talk about today. Uh, on all different levels. Uh, D is home. I'm in Las Vegas. I got here two days ago, part of the Metallica tour, where we start in Las Vegas, and then I got to do something cool. I'll tell you about that. As we move on, something really cool. Um, and th- there's there's a couple cool things going on. I'm pretty excited about. So we'll we'll jump into that. And I think I need to start off by addressing an issue that perhaps I caused. Not perhaps I caused. It's I caused. So you know, last week I was talking about addictions. And the pain that that demon creates, and a lot of times that uh, whoever has an addiction or or um, whoever has a, a a problem in any way, and I'll say including myself in the past, we're not in doubt. Uh, we we all we all have our struggles, and we all have someone close to us going through stuff and sometimes it's extremely painful for those who watch and live by it and are immediately affected by it and uh, it's more hurtful sometimes than people take the time to realize so with that said um, I hope you know when I started last week it really was a, a therapy session. I just kind of started talking, and it also was the intention was for you to be able to relate and be able to go, "Wow, I know what you're talking. I know exactly what you're talking about." And I tried to get the point across that you can't. Sometimes I feel like I can heal and help everyone, and then you realize you can't. You're not that powerful. Uh, and then sometimes you may take that personally. And what I was trying to get to was you, you can never take it personally, which I I thought I kind of brought up last week. And, uh, well, at the end of the day, I feel like, uh, not, I feel like I definitely, some people were, um, felt, you know, I, I referred to. Uh, a part where I say my sister who I loved to death and when I say loved she's not with us anymore and um, today I want to talk about a subject where you should really I, I try I really try to I've had a lot of death we all have we've all had a lot of stuff like that and you know, I, I have this thing even with my wife where we talked in the past about the saying that goes, 
Never go to bed angry. Never go to bed angry. And that can that can pertain to your friends, your your relatives, your your wife, your husband, whoever it is. Because often when you lose lose somebody, it uh, you're left with those feelings of uh, unsettledness, and it's a it's a bum it's it's a bummer. It's not good feelings to have. It's it sucks. So. Um, you know, I call, I called some, you know, I, I talked last week and I said, uh, I was talking about my sister who passed on and she was a beautiful, beautiful person her whole life who, uh, probably didn't have a really good fighting chance from the get go. She had a really tough go at it. And, uh. And I'm glad I got to mend with her. Even even when I've referred to, you know, Carol and all that stuff like that. It's like, uh, that's what I say. That's what I say. You, everyone has a friend. And you lose the person and you refer to it to make it funny. If they start turning into uh, a person you like, I, I call them Carol or Ted. Or I, I don't want to use Carol Ted. I don't want to listen and go, hey, I'm Carol. Don't call me that. And again, you kind of have to know last week's episode to kind of know what I'm talking about. So I apologize for that. And, um, you know, the cool thing is we got to, we got to do phenomenal things together. And uh, I miss her like crazy. We used to laugh so hard together. And so there was a part of, uh, I just don't. You know, other other people approached me and they're like, "Listen, uh, I don't think you should talk about her." And I get it. I get it. Uh, it's not malicious intent. I didn't feel that was the emotion of of what I was putting out there, and I didn't feel that I was trying to drag anyone down. I was really just trying to talk about the pain of watching addictions and hopefully you can help and it's not just you and your family. So now I have to be extremely careful with all my wording. Because um, some people were like, you know, and, and I, I made phone calls last week to uh, anyone that thought they may have been involved and there was some confusion about who who uh, was involved, and there was uh, definitely they wasn't as involved as people thought they were, and uh, so you know I had to make phone calls, and I'll just put out there that there's absolutely zero. Zero intent from last podcast. Zero intentions to harm or hurt anyone. That was my own personal relationships, which I thought was clear. And there was nothing malicious 
or or whatever. I really was trying to uh, relate and um, talk about a side that's very related pe- relatable to people, and hopefully they'll get you get help. I know people that have had bad problems, a lot of them, a lot of them, and they have persevered. Some of them went through programs, some of them did not, and uh, and now they're good. And I don't think you should ever, ever, ever be embarrassed or or humiliated, especially. If you have persevered and you're on top of the mountain now, if anything, I would I would hope that, and, and you know what, everyone's their own individual, so you can't I can't dictate how you should feel, but I I think you you have something helpful there that you can really help people and don't be like yeah that was a different person back then that was that was a totally different person, uh, yeah no that definitely happened I'm not proud of it. I'm not excited about it. There's a lot of things I'm not proud of. A lot of things. A lot. Um, and then all you can do is just hope that you get better and, you, and you're able to help everyone else from your mistakes. So there we go. I just wanted to address that. And uh, if anyone, anyone was truly hurt by uh, me talking about my own personal Feelings and relationship with um, my dearest sister that has left here. Um, I truly apologize. There's no harm meant whatsoever, and I can be dead honest, saying I uh, pray and talk to her all the time, all the freaking time, and she's helped me tremendously still. She helps me tremendously. There's times I'm alone on the road and something will spark with her and I'll start laughing because I know we had those moments. We had a lot of moments. So I just need to put that out there. People were, uh, not people, but yeah, there were certain, they were like, hey man, I I think they might have, they were hurt and angry. I'm like, I, I, I that was the last intention I was going for. I really that was the last thing I was going for. So there we go. Uh, and all I can do is just move on. And, you know. You know. Sometimes you think you're doing something helpful, and uh, little do you know, you can't please the entire world. And sometimes you. You're trying to be helpful, and sometimes you don't realize you may be being harmful. So, again, I apologize if anyone was harmed. some tremendous feedback from last week and people that have actually helped and actually very close close people from what I've heard from little birdies actually are going and getting some help which is 
really, really inspiring for that, for those individuals. That is, I can't even tell you how heartwarming that is. Because at the end of the day, I just want, don't we all just want to be good at the end? We just want to do the right thing in the end. Some of us don't. But uh, So I got something to talk about this week. It kind of made me think as I was talking just now. Um, I got to go. I think I told you guys. I'm in Las Vegas, right? Part of the whole Metallica tour. And like I said, yeah, we'll get to all that. I'm all over the place. It's early. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing for the next couple days. Marrying someone on stage. We'll get into that. So, you know, something cool for you may never have thought about. Here's a, here's a little marriage warrior tip for you. Look, you have the marriage warrior. I needed I need a good theme song for this. So many of you guys are ta- so many people are talented out there. When I say you guys, I mean male, female, young. You, so many of you are so talented. Come on, man. Did you have a did you have a theme song? You can send us, send a Lou, a little theme song. Marriage Warrior Tip of the Week. And it it's bigger than even Marriage Warrior. You don't even have to uh, take his Marriage Warrior and go deeper with it. Marriage Warrior. Tip of the day. We just need y'all to do better. And this is what it is, okay? Never go to angry with one another because you just don't know what's going to happen the next day or or before you even wake up to be honest with you uh there's oh my god we that was my motto when i was younger and i learned that lotto uh lotto i need coffee i learned that motto i'm sure i heard it somewhere but I also learned that lesson, and that lesson came from uh, losing somebody. When you lose people through, uh, you know, unfortunately, they, lose, they leave this world, sometimes we're left with unsolved issues. And those unsolved issues can really control you for a very long time, and those can lead to addictions, Those can lead to, you know, because it's based on pain. It's always based on trauma and pain. Something happened. You got to talk to someone and really heal that. So it doesn't doesn't bring you down. It's like having a thorn inside you. And every time you turn a certain way, but you have the ability to pull that thorn out. So that's where it kind of, that's where it comes from. That unsolved issue, it's real. People, oh, you know, people say, oh, that's the dumbest thing. I can't do that. I say, okay, well, you don't have to do it, but just be aware if something happens. Oh, that's the craziest thing. It's not that crazy. It does happen. I know I have people that have, you know, you go to bed and you lose the person. The person wakes up, something happened while they were sleeping. Boom. There you go. Uh, well, we should have solved it. Well, you ended on a... On a bad note. And although you can't heal that, and you shouldn't, you shouldn't live in guilt about a moment like that that happens. But a lot of people hold on to that. They'll hold on to it. So to me, that's a big one. Don't go to bed angry. Hash that out. It's not going to be easy. Oh, me and D, we would 
fight and bicker for hours. Hours. I don't even know what the hell I was arguing about half the time. I had no clue what... And I'd go, I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. We would go from one subject to to far and wide in areas where I just couldn't keep up anymore. I don't even know what you're talking about. But I would always, like, we cannot go to bed. And that would drive her nuts. Like, I'm done. I'm like, I'm done too. But we're not going to bed until we solve this. Marriage Warrior. Say, uh, there's your marriage warrior tip. I would yell, but I'm in a hotel room, and it's really early, and I don't want people banging on the door and killing me. It's Vegas. I don't know if they're on drugs. I don't know what the hell's going on around me. So last thing I need is be yelling, doing a bit, and uh, all of a sudden I have the door knocked on. Shut up! Shoot your face! I got to bed at 5 a.m., asshole! Sorry. Get me out. Let me out of here. Get me the hell out of here. What's the matter with you people? I was joking! Don't you know a joke when you hear one? <laughs> I don't care if the sun don't shine I do my drinking in the evening time When I'm in Las Vegas You can sit in the Let me talk about some cooler things that are going on. For instance... Uh, yesterday, uh, we get to Las Vegas. I don't know if you've ever been to Las Vegas. I'm not a huge Vegas person. The first time I played here had to be, I think, 1991, maybe. And just seeing my name in a billboard was, oh, my God. And I remember how proud my parents were. And I flew my parents from Florida to Las Vegas. It was, it was, and they never, it was really, I have good memories out here about that. I also remember, um... Just a lot of good memories about Vegas as far as stand-up comedy-wise. So, But I'm not a gambler. I think that night, too, I remember D, D came with me to Vegas. And I, don't know, I can't remember if I was, we were married or... She was like, can I, can I, let me, you know, let's get some money for, for gambling. And I think, like, all right, we can't have a lot. I took an advance and she, I think I gave her 20 bucks and she came back three seconds later. She's like, it's gone, I need 20 more. I'm like, what are you talking about? Hit me again. That's it, keep looking at him, you fucking dummy. If you had any fucking heart at all, you'd be out fucking stealing for a living. Hit me again. What the fuck you keep looking at him for? Then you fucking... She maybe gambled 100 bucks. I gambled like 20 and I, that was it. I was done forever. I'm like, I am no... I just threw away $120. Back then, for us, $120 was like a major part of the rent that we were trying to scrap for. It was uh, a lot of money for someone not making money. So, you know, and that's another thing. People think you're playing Vegas. Oh, you must be making a lot of money. Like, no. I think the first time I was here, I was making, I think, $200 for the week. And I had to sh- uh, seven shows, two nights. Two shows in a night, so it's not like you, know, you go to these comedy clubs in Vegas. These they're not making tons of money just because they're in Vegas. So I'm not a gambler guy, but I do remember I gambled once. I was I was done. Is it? It's over. Show's over. No more gambling. Shows that we are done with gambling. So we got here, and, and since I first played here, this place is it turned into a completely different city. 
it's I, I don't even recognize it. Every year I come out, I can't believe how much this place changed and how much they build it up. It's it's a massive. Um, and now it's more about for me. I come out here and I love finding like good restaurants. I love I love Circus Olay. Love Circus Olay. I remember years ago we were on tour, comedy tour, and I was with my brought my friends. Um, I had uh, family members, and we went to go see like Circus Olay, and we went to go see Love. Hands down. If you're not a show person, which I'm not, I can't stand plays, I can't stand singing and dancing, I, it's, it's not my thing. If you go to Vase, you really want to see a show, the circus, the, all the circus Olay shows are freaking, they're entertaining, they're awesome, I love them. There's a whole bunch, there's love and Zumanity and O and I brought one time my my in-laws to Circus Soleil and when you first walk in before the show starts the show kind of does start because there's like a clown looking thing walking around and it almost looks like an usher now I saw the show already so I'm well aware of this guy and he's, he's part of the funniness and all that jazz so, you know, my father-in-law goes walking in and the guy comes up to grab his tickets. like, no, 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 don't, don't get in the ticket. And he's like, no, he's going to sit us. And I, I just went, dad, no, no, no. He's like, well, come on. And he's yelling at it. It was the funniest thing in the world because now you're in a spotlight. He doesn't know he's in a spotlight. The whole arena is watching and he's walking all doody doody do and he's he goes uh, and he's yelling he's yelling at my mother going come on Jen what are you doing he's showing us where to sit and and we're like Herb what are you doing no and the guy walks him all the way to the front row and he's following him the whole way and the whole crowd's laughing he doesn't even know it and then the guy walks to on the stage and that's where her that's where my father realized like oh oh this is a gag and then he puts the tickets on the middle of the stage and then he leaves so you have to go on the stage to get your tickets he's like i'm not getting them i'm not getting them like someone has to get them and then eventually I went go running up there. And then of course, once you go up there, all the lights go on and they're just on you and everyone laughs. And so it, it's a great show. And the show itself is, is I, I don't wanna sit here and sound like I'm promoing them, but I am, I really am. I love the Circus Soleil stuff. The Beatles Love by Cirque du Soleil. Brighter, bolder, bigger. Now featuring new acts, new music, new imagery and more. So yesterday, right now, if you if you watch my Patreon page, you'll the, the kid that films everything referred to him as a kid. He was sick and he got pneumonia. He's back and uh, he never he never talks. He's the quietest thing in the world. And uh, he goes, "Hey man, I heard New York, New York, one of the hotels out here has a roller coaster." And I went, "Uh, yeah." I went on a walk and I instantly laughed because I remember. Years ago, we went on that thing, and uh, I, I was with the person I was with really, really was petrified 
of heights and roller coasters. And of course, what amazing devious thing to do, but you want to get that person on there. Of course, that's what, what else would you do? Uh, I remember doing this too, at least I did this also to uh, (laughs) uh, a really close person to me too. Uh, I'll get to that one too. We were in Disney World until it (laughs) reminds you of that story. So we get this person and uh, and she's... They're, she's petrified. It's a female. It's an older woman, and she's petrified. She's like, I'm not getting on the roller coaster. And uh, me and the person we're with, she was with some family, and I go, listen, this thing only go. We both convince her, listen, this only goes around in a circle. It only goes around the hotel. It's it's not a roller coaster. She didn't see any of the outside. If you ever go to, um, if you look up New York, New York, right? if you go Google it, and you look at the roller coaster ride it goes outside it goes outside into the street and goes up and down there's a loop corkscrews it's not so so we finally we finally get her on and and we we can't stop laughing can't stop laughing because not even three seconds into the trip click 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 you're outside and you're going up you know like Ten stories or wherever it is and oh oh my god why is that so funny why is it so funny like when you ever see the bungee jumping when on, on instagram or stuff like that when people do the i'm in the bathroom right now so it's so echoey and they and, and you see the one person like i don't know if i could do that and then they get shot into the air they're just completely shot into the air and they're and the other person's like, oh, and the other one's just laughing their ass off. Why? Why is that so funny? I don't know why. It's just freaking hilarious. Another time we we're in Disney World, and uh, <laughs> this may have been one of the hardest to ever laugh. Now I'm with a guy, and he's he's a big he's a big guy, and you know some people think he looks a little scary, um, and and, and so. I said, we're going to do Space Mountain. Space Mountain's at Disney World, and it goes into the dark. It's in the dark. It's a roller coaster, but it's in the dark. <clears throat> and now even the, the guy that works at Disney's like, dude, you're not going to be afraid. There's five-year-olds on here. It, it's, it's really not that bad. We, we get on this thing, and now if any of you have been on that ride, Space Mountain, it's... It's really, there's no big dips or anything. He screamed from the, he never, I, he screamed so loud, he blew his vocal cords. Blew the vocal cords, Lou. And uh, he was with his wife, me and his wife, I could, we couldn't breathe. We couldn't breathe. We were laughing so hard. I think that's the last time I had full-blown tears just streaming down my face, completely streaming down my face. It was, oh, God. So we're going to go on this roller coaster, right? Uh, so the kid goes, hey, can we go on this roller coaster? I heard you put on virtual reality goggles. And I went, well, I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know about no virtual reality. He's like, no, we got to do it. I said, all right, we'll do it. We go there. 
in New York, New York, and they have the roller coaster, but now they have this thing where you can put on these virtual reality goggles while you're on the roller coaster. I instantly have a problem with that. I need to see where I'm going. It's bad enough you got me on a roller coaster. Now I need to know exactly where I'm heading. I need to see it. I cannot do I cannot do blind roller coaster. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. So he goes, No, you're doing it, you're doing it. I put on the I put on the things. I'm like, yeah, no, this is not gonna happen. So here's what I did. We get on the roller coaster. They go, don't put that on until you're locked in. We lock in. Lady comes, helps you put the thing on. Puts it on him. I put it on me. And all of a sudden, I take mine off. And the lady comes up. She's like, what are you doing? And I whisper. I mouthed, I don't want to do this. And I'm pointing to him. And she goes, you don't have to. I will take them. And when you get back... I will take, I will take yours. He'll think I took yours off, and then I'll take his off, so he'll never know. And I went, "Thank you." And so we, we start clicking. He's going, "Man, this is crazy, right?" Like, "Yeah, it's nuts. This is, oh my god." And I guess you see things like, "What is that thing?" I go, "I don't know." You see it, right? So we're going up the thing, click, click, click. He's like, "Whoa, what was that?" I go, "I know, I what? That was crazy. Look out for the thing over there. Where? You don't see that?" So I'm doing that the whole and that ride is crying. That's a shaky ride. I ain't gonna lie to you. That's a that's a shaky ride. That New York, New York coaster. I mean, it was it was fun. It's shaky, a little too shaky for me. So yeah, plan worked. Land there, bang, get off. He's like, oh, it was nuts, right? Yeah. Oh my god, it was crazy. I. I think I, I think I really like the uh, having the goggles on. He's like, I don't know if I did. I went, no, I did. I definitely would recommend it. <laughs> Go, get in the front. Come on. Has your father ever killed anyone before? Oh, just a dog. Oh, and my Aunt Edna. Hey, you can't prove that, Rusty. Ooh. So then I got to um, meet up with some f- uh, a fan out here, and we started talking about ideas for the Patreon page and really came up with cool stuff. You're going to see really cool interview stuff on there. If you're, if you're a, follow, a follower on that page, uh, and I don't know if you are, it's a cup of coffee a month, and we're going to have another contest soon. Uh, the contest winner showed up yesterday, the ones that won the Vegas trip from the Patreon page. Uh, they showed up. They were super stoked. And that was another little issue where we're, I had them in a hotel. And then the hotel said, we're sorry, um, but it's oversold and we moved them. Like, what? So they moved them to a different hotel, which is a really another really nice hotel. And they were super stoked. So there were no issues there. I gave them both 100 bucks each. And that was a cool contest. So congratulations to them, and you guys can watch it all on the uh, on the page with them showing up. You see when they're first walking up and who they are and all that jazz. And today I bring them to the concert. So yeah, it's for a cup of coffee, they won Vegas trip, hotel rooms, tickets to Metallica, backstage, free flights. It's uh, that was a nice gig. I wish I won that. I wish I won that. So. I also the, the Vegas is not so. This show is not, I I I get two tickets a show, sometimes a little more. This Vegas one, 
I must have about 14 people needing tickets. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. It's, tonight's going to be mayhem. I, I don't know if I'm really looking forward to it, to be honest with you. So last night I got to do something cool. My two friends from Jersey f- fly in last night. We go have dinner. And uh, while we're at dinner, one of the things I'm planning for the show is these, these dancers. Not strippers, dancers. Now the dancers, they, they, they show me their outfits and they're very risque. And I went, I can't, I can't. And they said, okay, we'll put on shorts. We'll put on shorts. It's, I'm like, I can't. I see ass cheek. I can't have ass cheek. I cannot have ass cheek. I know the wives. I know my, it just, I can't. There's going to be kids in here. I can't have ass cheek. No ass cheek festivals. I'm not saying I don't like them. I'm just saying I can't have them. Especially in the arena uh, prancing. I can't have prancing ass cheek dancing up and down on the stage. So with that said, they showed up with uh, jeans on and these cool like cut off Metallica shirts. I went, now that we can do. That we can do. That looks cool. And so they're rehearsing and I hear the band is coming in and they're going to be rehearsing at night in the arena. So they're at T-Mobile Arena while no one else is there and they're going to be rehearsing. So I went, huh, I'm going to blow my friend's mind. I'm not going to tell him anything, but I, at the end of dinner, I said we walk over to T-Mobile Arena and see if the band is over there rehearsing. And, you know, the friend I have out here is a diehard Metallica fan, crazy Metallica fan. And we go to the arena and you can hear the music being played and just it, it was like watching it really like was watching your kid for the first time see come down Christmas morning for me I know some of you may be Jewish or, or not Christian but Christmas time to walk and see your kids see the presents and their face just light up. It's just the coolest. It's such a great feeling. So I enjoy that even as an adult. I love doing as an adult, just watching someone get so excited about something. His eyes popped out of his head because there, there they are. There's the band just on stage, hashing songs out. And he's looking at me going, are they doing that? I went, I don't know. They don't. Sometimes they rehearse songs that they're not even going to do. Or they may be rehearsing for the Europe tour right now. I have no clue what they're honestly rehearsing. So, and it was just, it was so intimate. No one's in the arena. It's nighttime. It's not lit up. And the stage is lit up. And there's Metallica just, you know, rehearsing, doing their thing. And then James, the singer, who, by the way, is just so freaking funny. So funny. They're all funny. Lars says, do you have any requests? And I said, yeah, I want to hear, I want to hear a song off the new album. I want to hear this song called, uh, I want to hear a specific song. So I gave him two songs I want to hear. And they started doing it. And then uh, James goes, well, I think that's doable. We can, we can doable. I said, can you please t- play it sometime on tour? Can you please? That would be huge. And he went, it's doable. 
So that'd be pretty sick if they if they do that eventually. But here's the cool part. James gets off stage like, I'm done singing. Are we done? Because I'm done. We're good. And like, and Lars started going, can we do Rome? Can we do Rome? And they go, let Jim sing it. And I went, me? They go, yeah, you come up, sing Rome. So James like, yeah, come on up here. So we go up on stage. I go, I don't know if I know all the lyrics because it's on the monitor. I have a monitor here. So I'm looking on the freaking monitor and I get to sing wherever I may roam with Metallica. Now you may not be a Metallica fan. You may not be a Metallica fan, but I am. And to sing a freaking song, I felt like I was a 10 year old kid. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. It was freaking fun. They're the coolest. They're just such a cool freaking band. And they're more than a band. They're really good people. Really good people. And so, yeah, it was, uh, we, were, we were jamming along, laughing. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun, I gotta say. I really think I'm like the Forrest Gump of, of entertainment. I mean, this year alone, I sang with, I, I, I'm on stage, I'm singing with Metallica. I sang with Billy Joel doing ACDC song at Madison Square Garden. Uh, it's just, I don't know. The Mets, it's, I feel like I'm Forrest Gump. Yeah, one time I just, I've sang with this man called Metallica. And then this other time with this nice fella, Billy Joel. It's, it's, and here's the cool thing. I have it all on video. Thank God my friends were there and they videotaped it. I'm sure the Metallica crew videotaped it. And uh, I will be showing that on the Patreon page. So if you are a member, you should look out for that one, the Vegas one. It's going to be pretty cool. And you will see that whole me jamming up there with them. It's, it's, a, it's pretty freaking awesome. So heads up there, Patreon people. You never know what you're going to get. Today I got to do a, a marrying somebody. After I marry someone, and we're going to do a game show. I got Brian Regan's coming here today. The comedian Brian Regan, who I love Brian Regan. I've loved him forever. I used to watch him in the early 80s. Um, so I'm glad he's coming along. There's, uh, there's going to be a lot of people here. Our publicist is here. Um, I wish I rented a car. I thought it was going to be warm this whole time. It's freaking cold. You need sweatshirts, and everywhere we're going, I, I see snow and cold and all that jazz. So I'm like, damn, I thought West Coast, I was going to be playing wiffle ball and baseball and hanging out and all that jazz. Um, it's good. I'm ready to go. I'm re- I just can't believe we're in December anyway. It's nuts, all right? I mean, technically, we're still, no, we're still November. We're still November. Okay. Now, to go back to... Before I do want to, I do want to talk. Uh, I thought that the last episode was uh, that is no longer there. By the way, um, it, it's even in the beginning. People are like, what? What was he referring to? It's gone. It's gone. Took it down. I don't want anyone. It's not meant for to hurt any feelings. So, if anyone, whatever, we'll get into it another time. Um, I do want to talk about it. To, you know, addictions and real life stuff. I, I get very bored, and I'm sure for you too. There's only so much you can hear about. Oh yeah, you know I'm playing here and hey, I'm doing that. I, I, I there's no substance there. I like talking about real life things that can help other people. Um, 
That's what drives me. That's where my passion comes from. And sometimes you learn a lesson, even in your passion. And I think what I'm going to take away for future stuff, I'm starting to realize there's a lot of eyes on me. And my wife was saying that. There's a lot of eyes and ears on you now. You don't realize it. I don't realize it. I really don't. Because I try my best to live somewhat normal, which I feel I do. But I don't know. That's me. I, those, are my, those are my feelings. I don't know. And uh, I did come out here on the tour. And every day of my life, I truly do say to myself, I'm being dead honest with you. I try to talk to God or whatever you want to call it. I go, God, please, if someone needs to be touched today, somehow, let it, let it happen. Whether I meet them or not. Let let someone's life get a little better today through me somehow. If I can keep that in the back of my, if I can hold that around me nonstop to get it out there, that would make me feel great. And for the most part, it works. And I do try to do, I, you know, I try to tell stories too. Uh, stories that are personable because it's very relatable for you. You want to hear that because sometimes you think you don't go through these things. Oh God, we don't we don't go through family problems. We're we're the only ones that go through family problems. We're the only ones that have uh, kids that are a certain way. We're the only ones where wife and I fight and bicker all the time. We're the only ones that have addictions in the family. We're the only ones that are going through this and that. We're the only ones that have this dark shit. You're not. You're not. That doesn't always make it better, but sometimes it does. It's it's good to be relatable. It's good to know you're not alone with anything. Um, and I was talking about the power of addiction on the last episode, whether you heard it or not. And it's a powerful. It's a powerful thing because what it does is sometimes the person at hand that's that's has the addiction. They don't realize the, the hurt that they're putting on the people around them. And again, I refer to it as we need a name for that. Let's call it. It's, it's, I, I called it Carol and Ted. Whatever name. We'll make up a goofy name. By, I, no offense to any Carols out there um, or Ted's. But sometimes they have no clue of the wrath and the pain that they're putting into everyone else's life around them. It's a very selfish, self-destructive thing to have any addiction. It's extremely selfish. And uh, so I, it did help people last week. And, uh, you know, I, I got to say, in the past, there's been times where I've been so hurt and so angry towards that disease and that's one of the reasons too as a, as a kid and as I grew up Metallica was, was so close to me because there are songs like Damage Incorporated it's called Damage Incorporated and that song I used to thrash to because you know the lyrics are as we go to the book of James 
please go to Damage Inc. under Chapter Master of Puppets, please. Dealing out the agony within. Dealing out the agony within. We all have agony within. And some of us do it in all different ways. Mine was thrashing to this music. It was me throwing my pit. It was me just thrashing around. Because while I would listen to this song, charging hard and no one's going to give in. It, it, it was... It's just... It's what I felt, the anger towards it. Living on your knees, conformity, or dying on your feet for honesty. Our bodies work as one. Inbred, our bodies work as one. Ugh. Damage Incorporated. <laughs> Slamming through. Uh, dude, all, that one and another big one for me. Harvester of Sorrow. I used to go bonkers on that. Bonkers. Because I would specifically think about people I loved so dearly in my life that were hurting me so bad and even realize they were hurting me because of their addictions and their, and their, their ways of life and it was so painful to watch. So. And I, I loved listening to Harvester of Sorrow. I would, I would pretend I was singing to them. My life suffocates. I've loved turned to hate, trapped far beyond my fate. I give you take this life that I forsake been cheated you've turned this lie to, to anger misery you'll suffer uh, harvester of sorrow it was that I would I would I mean get back with you drink up shoot in let the beatings begin distributive pain Ugh, that song, those songs were healing. And that's, that's what, that's what, for me, songs are either super entertaining and fun, but the reason why I listen to some of the hardest, like Metallica, they're all healing. They're healing. So when you see me thrashing and you see me mouthing out a lyric, I'm doing what the old Indians used to do. Remember the Indians? The Indians used to hash. They, they, they're running around in circle and they would vent whatever energies they had in their life. We don't vent the energies we have. Or if we do, a lot of us don't know how. A lot of us don't know how. I think it's very healthy to yell, scream, vent, listen to music, thrash, whatever it is you do. Go on a hike. I don't know. I like going on a hike. It's, you got to get that out of your system. You got to get that out of your system. Because that stuff will drive you nuts. And like I said on that, on that podcast about addictions, you can't take it personally. You cannot take addiction personally. That is where the problem lies. It's like you can't, 
you think you can help it and you think because of your connection with that individual and how much you may love one another or the history you have with one another that they can overcome that and when they can't and you address them and they can't and they turn the other way you cannot take it personally you can't take it to heart i've learned the hard way i've learned the hard way you gotta pretend there's someone else so there's a little insight for you about uh, some of the stuff I listen to. Here's the phone number real quick for you to leave a message. 917-962-0650. Love to hear from you. Call Jim Brewer. Get on the phone. Let's go. Now, I hope this week was somewhat entertaining. I'm pretty damn sure no one was bothered by this one, and no one uh, took took it personally. No way. That I'm going to say, that's a definite. So I'm going to keep you updated on the tour. I'm going to call D this week, and we'll, we'll podcast that. D's doing phenomenal. She got another amazing test back. Praise God. God, praise God. And, uh... I'm going to go out today and try to make the world a little better. I really am. I'm going to try to uh, do the right thing and keep the good support team around me. I'm going to fail once in a while. I'm going to make mistakes, but that's my, that's my mission with this. Yeah, I, I, know, I don't like being funny all the time. And I know you may know me as, oh, you're the community guy. I, there's other avenues of me that can help people. Comedy's just one of them. Stand-up comedy's just one of them. So, for those of you who listen and know me, thank you. So, those of you who out there supported me, thank you. Um, keep me, keep it going. You mean the world to me. Your messages, your tweets, what you write on Instagram, all, all of it. Signing on the Patreon page and and being part of that. I cannot tell you. It's more than it's more than you realize. I realize lives are being touched, and that is my mission. And if I can do that, great. I got some cool things for Patreon I'm trying to figure out for next year, and there's a family day theme I got coming. I have game shows coming, and I'm pretty excited about it. So I got a lot of cool things. I'm going to hit the tour. I'm going to get some coffee, start my day. And I truly, I truly hope this was a good listen today. I hope it was. Um, and I hope no one was confused earlier. But either way... Have a great week, whatever you're doing, and I hope all things are working out for you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank mm-hmm. you.